Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, howdy, hey, friends. Welcome to episode 167 of the podcast. A Wookiee chiming in just with news and whatnot just to keep all the, the good geeky stuff in your ears here, courtesy of the Laugh It Up Fuzzball podcast. But uh, thanks for joining us. If you're a first-time listener, hey, welcome. Welcome to the madness. It has been going on for 167 episodes, if you can believe that. Over three years of a, of a Wookiee just talking about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. And... Uh, Without further ado, we'll just kick in. If uh, if you're coming to us off the heels, hot off the presses of us executing Order 166, me, Danny, and Blue talking about uh, Joker. <laughs> wow, that was that was one heck of an episode to uh, to start with. Or uh, if you followed us, just hopefully hopefully you enjoyed our honest opinions about uh, about that movie that may differ from a lot of the other opinions that you've heard out on the interwebs. And that's by no means our attempt at being unique and drawing in unique users it's just when you see a movie you got to talk about it and say how you honestly feel uh of course try to find good stuff but yeah and i've, I've talked more about that movie <laughs> with people before and after than uh than i need to but it's okay but we're just going to kick into uh, all the stuff you know just fuzzy thoughts how we how i sometimes start the podcast of course we know there's no uh official format for this but just on my facebook timeline as of october 18th i've been listening to podcasts for four years and if you're wondering why this this show exists it's just because i like that i like the idea of talk radio i like somebody's voice somebody's personality that you enjoy in your ear just talking about different stuff and there's plenty of different people that i enjoy i always uh joke around when someone's like you know recommend a podcast i'm like geek history lesson jason inman and, and ashley uh, victoria robinson giving uh, updates i think that's a really good podcast i do listen to clyder and i listen to some others of course i always i listen to a lot of stuff by kevin smith recently uh black man beyond with uh mark bernard and taking up the reins while kevin smith is off doing whatever whatnot with the jay and silent bob reboot roadshow uh, they're a really, really good episode where where he's talked about some horror stuff and also really, really hilarious Watchmen. They're not; it wasn't hilarious because it was meant to be funny, but it was just a really enjoyable listen. Them talking about Watchmen, so black, and I'll, we'll talk about some Watchmen here. Although um, I'm a white Wookiee, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come to it from that angle. But just uh, for four years, I've been I've been listening to podcasts, and for over three, I've been doing it, and uh, it's pretty dang cool. We always start out with a shout out. Shout out to the Carry on a couple podcasts, Ryan and Trina, who are the unofficial official sponsor of uh, Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, meaning I, I plug them, they plug me. It's just you friends at podcasts, you should you should do that. And if you're a friend of the show and you have a podcast that you want me to listen to, I'll definitely listen and give you some shout outs and, and, and you know, we can return the favor going back and forth. But uh, welcome, welcome here, and Carry On Couple is really great. If you like vacationing or vacation stories, they just had a spoopy episode where they talked about Halloween stuff. Jack and Ryan and Trina, their production values much higher than me, <laughs> although we both have free podcasts. But uh, also a shout out to the Tales from the Jungle Cruise podcast, my friend Kyle, uh, talking talking with Jungle Cruise skippers and talking about different 
different uh, experiences from working at that beloved Disney attraction, which is my favorite Disney attraction for many, many different reasons. And also brought to you still by trimethyldioxypuron. That's right, or purin, caffeine. Caffeine is good. But we're just going to get in the way we've been starting these solo episodes lately is the fantabulous fuzzballs focus where i go back and look at the laugh it up fuzzballs fuzzball with an s page on facebook plug 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 and go over all the different news that's on there because honestly a lot of the times the news that i find is the same as the stuff that people put up and boy howdy do we have a lot of people posting up different stuff of course our official news correspondent danny the deuce bringing us lots of news so we'll start off with his stuff we've got a uh, marvel adding ant-man 3 with director Peyton reed uh to phase five so for all of you like are we going to get a third ant-man movie it looks like we are going to and uh, i think that's good i i, I like the heist aspect uh, ant-man was a big surprise when i got to see actually i got to see it early before it hit theaters courtesy of a little special thing my mom had but uh yeah i've, I've enjoyed both the ammo movies and I'm, I'm sure i'll enjoy a third one and we need we need more of it we need more of stuff that makes you feel good and uh, i think i think it'll be really interesting we'll see what's going on with his daughter uh now that she's older and uh with hope and of course with uh with uh, all the other goodness that is in there i think uh, ammo 3 could be a really fun movie on the same danny posted about jeff loeb Reportedly out as head of Marvel Television, this news uh, apparently was already happening before it uh, before it hit the interwebs, and it's not necessarily connected to Kevin Feige's promotion as Marvel Overlord. But with a lot of Marvel uh, TV canceled, this this really doesn't come as a surprise, and especially with Kevin Feige uh, joining joining the the fray, and there's a whole slew of new shows coming. You know, we've all heard about our Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision. And, of course, um, the Hawkeye show. So there's lots more shows coming. And there's even more than that. Uh, so this this news doesn't surprise me. But we can thank Loeb for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is a show I really, really enjoy. And then, of course, for brokering the deals for the Netflix shows, plus Runaways and Cloak and & Dagger. And all of, lots of lots of goodness to be had amongst the stuff that Jeff Loeb was uh, in charge of. And, and hello, future goodness coming coming our way. Uh, we shall see. I'm sure there'll be news of who's taking over if there's somebody that's going to be reporting to Kevin Feige. Of course, my negative friend, Danny the Deuce, also is fast to post the news of David, Benio- David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who from now on I think of as D.B.D.B. Dubs, just because it's clever. And uh, I don't know. I didn't come up with it, but it sounds cool. But they are leaving Star Wars. Uh, there's rumors that this is about a conflict between their mega Netflix deal and then, of course, working on Star Wars. And while they did Game of Thrones, they were they were only focused on that. And you can make up your own opinion about whether whether they stuck the landing. Game of Thrones was a very, very good show for a very long time. And also there's rumors that they don't want to deal with any more negative fandoms. And 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 Yoda knows that, that Star Wars has brought out the, the fire in, in a lot of people. And, and there's been a lot of opinions. Of course, that's life, right? Lots of opinions. But um, maybe they didn't want to deal with doing Star Wars and people saying that they run the franchise. <laughs> a la there. And they even they talked to the con, you know, some real thoughts that apparently weren't much different than stuff that they had said before. But lots of people just drubbing them in the media and drubbing them on the social media. So maybe they wanted to be done. And... Um, you know they're they're off to do whatever. I'm sure they're going to be fine. They've got that mega Netflix deal. Um, so yeah, I mean, 
if they think they're done with critical uh, geek fandom and trolls and all that, they do need to remember that uh, the world of geeks does have a long memory. Uh, making a good Star Wars could have been a way to uh, broker positive information. Uh, but you know, I don't. I don't know that I actually. I saw the news of them writing the trilogy, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And uh, but I don't know that I ever got crazy excited. And I don't know in this world that I do get crazy excited about some of the Star Wars rumors and news you hear. Because lots of things can change. Just ask Josh Trank. No Boba Fett movie for him, but there is a Mandalorian for John Favreau, and then uh, Solo, of course. You know that changed with Ron Howard taking over the reins, but. Uh, the, the guys that, that lost it, I'm, I'm blanking. It's, it's not Wayne Zielinski as, as, I, as I blank. <laughs> oh, I'm such a loser. And if you haven't listened, that's just a running running gag that I cannot remember the name of the actor that plays Wayne Zielinski in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And at, as of this exact moment, I can't. So uh, so that's okay. But Lord and Miller, they, uh, they got pulled from Solo and then Ron Howard took over. But they, it turned out fine because Into the Spider-Verse was a fine Foyne movie. Um, also, Danny posted that apparently DBDB dubs uh, there they would have been focusing like twenty five thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. BBY, if you ever see that, where it's like twenty five thousand BBY, they're talking about before the Battle of Yavin. Uh, of course, the first Death Star getting blown up, but to the origin of the Jedi, and I think that actually would be a really cool idea seeing the the foundation of the jedi and maybe even uh you know the dark side and the sith and all that and that's something that somebody could still still address and go over so we'll see maybe maybe that was the whole thing you know people were like we want knights of the old republic we want some kotor and they were like yeah but we're gonna do the origin and then maybe maybe the uh the star wars people the star wars people were like no but that's not what we meant we wanted kotor and they were like, no, yeah, we'll do Origins, and that'll lead to their, like, no, KOTOR, and maybe that just didn't work, and they're like, yeah, and we're working on, you know, the Potty Mouth Dragon show on Netflix, and, and Disney was like, it's not working, and maybe Kathleen Kennedy was like, you need to decide one or the other, and they went where the millions were, although probably Star Wars would be millions, who knows, they just, they, they went the way they did, and if it was because of negative fandom, then yeah, you, I mean, when you're really, really negative about things on the interwebs, that does have an impact on these creators and these actors, who are doing things. Uh, Danny also posted uh, the Joker movie, unlikely to be shown in Chinese theaters. So no Joker for China. And uh, China, you're, you're going to be fine. Your life will continue. You know, I, I made it really clear in the last episode how I felt about the Joker movie. I'm not, I'm not going to trash it here on the podcast over and over unless Danny's around. He'll probably, he'll probably make me talk about it because it's one of the only things that I am negative about. But, uh, China, China is is a weird market, you know. With when it comes to uh, American things, and Joker movie is definitely an American movie, and uh, we'll see. And if you hear those birds chirping in the background, that's the beautiful background noise. Since I didn't shut the door before I started recording in the podcast studio, Danny also posted "Rest in Peace, John Weatherspoon" at age seventy seven. You know this actor from Friday, House Party, Boomerang, Vampire in Brooklyn, and Doctor Doolittle too, among other things, as well as the voice of Robert Grandad Freeman in the Boondocks. I I will always think of him, uh, <laughs> sadly, the, on the toilet in Friday because he was just so hilarious as Ice Cube's dad. And uh, people get older and they pass away and it's sad. And uh, we just the way you honor somebody is by remembering the amazing content and things they did in their life. You have that's one of your family members. Of course, you remember some really uh, close things. But if they're an actor, then you you pay homage and you watch their work. So uh, go to pop in uh, Friday or House Party or Boomerang or any of those other things that I mentioned if you want to remember them. 
And uh, sorry if that makes you sad, but you could always watch another thing that Danny posted. It was the episode nine trailer set to the music from Cats. You could watch that for for a good smile. Thanks, Danny. Uh, the Lord of Deuce also posted about a Green Lantern TV show coming to HBO Max from Greg Berlanti, he of the Arrowverse. Um, so HBO Max getting in, but of course the way I understand that entire deal is when you get HBO Max, you're also going to get uh, the DC the DC programs you get access to content like uh, Teen Titans and Swamp Thing and uh, what was the other one uh, Doom Patrol that they had on there I haven't yet gotten a chance to watch any of those things but um, so that'll be one more show Green Lantern and just because it's from Berlanti doesn't mean that it's going to be tied in the Arrowverse there's lots of shows and of course Titans and and Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing currently at this time not connected to the Berlanti universe but who knows with this upcoming Crisis on Infinite Earth super mega crossover thing what's going to be connected or whatnot but uh, a Green Lantern TV show I, I think Blue would probably be really excited about that, but once again, it's on HBO Max, which is going to cost you know whatever fourteen, fifteen dollars. So it'll, it, it's the streaming wars are on, and it's all going to be a matter of whether you want to spend the money for things. You know, a lot of them are going to find ways to crack down on sharing passwords, and uh, it's just going to be up to you what you pay for. Do you cut cable and just do streaming services? But with all the streaming services, your price tag could be close to when you had cable, depending on what your package was. And it's all up to you. It's all up to what content you want available to you and what time you have to watch said content. And uh, yeah, but uh, I think that's really cool. Uh, remains to be seen. I think uh, I think my beloved Heather really, really does enjoy having HBO. So HBO Max may be something that is in the Wookiee's life and there might be a show that I'm able to watch. Time will tell. In a, in a double posting, it's been a, been a while on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, the page, plug, 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 since we had a double posting, but both Danny and Kyle posted about the Jim Henson puppet news show, Earth the Ned, which is a comedic half-hour talk show that will feature um, an alien and his lieutenant as they interview celebrity guests. I did look up the talking point from Disney+, Plus, and I'm going to quote it. The comedy follows Ned, a blue-skinned alien, and his lieutenant Cornelius, who were sent to scout Earth for an eventual evasion, but instead became obsessed with popular culture. Now they host a talk show, broadcast from the bridge of their spaceship hidden deep underground, where they interview our most precious commodity celebrities to talk about Ned's current pop culture obsessions. Ned will be bringing real life celebrity guests to a ship from across the known universe and interviewing them late night talk show style in hopes of producing the ultimate talk show, making Ned a celebrity and putting him further off mission. And the more Ned learns about our human culture, the more obsessed he becomes. I really, really love this. This is a very neat idea. Could be really, really funny. And it gives me Space Ghost Coast to Coast vibes. So heck yeah for this. Uh, I, I agree with both Kyle and Danny. This is really, really cool. And it's going to be on Disney Plus for all of you to enjoy. Uh, my friend Ryan, uh, host of the Carry On Couple podcast, posted not one, but two funny Harry Poppy, thi- Harry Potter, Harry Poppy. Who's Harry Poppy? He's a whole Harry Poppy, you know. So he posted two funny Harry Potter thingies. Uh, I want to say memes, but I'm not so hip. So we're gonna go with thingies. And uh, Ryan, I hope to see more of your thingies as the resident pothead of the Laughing at Fuzzballs page and uh, one of the. One of the super fans of the podcast, somebody who I know listens to every show and gives me feedback on it. You know, we're friends, we text, 
really, 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 really good dude who hosts his own great podcast. Plug for him. Again, you're welcome, Ryan. That means I need two plugs in the next carry on couple. No, I'm kidding. It's it's okay, my friend. I know how it all works out. Um, but yeah, the really funny Harry Potter things. I really like the one with uh, the princesses from Wreck-It Ralph 2 saying that Harry Potter's a princess. I really like that. And the other meme, I've, I've seen it before with many different things, so I had to do a Polyjuice Potion. Go on the Facebook page. Uh, if you're not already a friend or a member, ask to be a member, we'll say yes. And then you can scroll down and see all of the amazing stuff, which there was lots. There was lots for uh, for this fantabulous Fuzzballs focus. The other Joseph this is, of course, one of Danny's really, really good friends, one of his best friends that uh, that I know. There's two Daniels and two Josephs, so he's the other Joseph to me, and I'm sure I'm the other Joseph to him. But he posted about Disney Plus letting subscribers keep downloaded content, even if it leaves the service, which is a definite bonus. You're, you'll be able to continuously access the content that you've downloaded, provided you're a Disney Plus subscriber, um, meaning you know lots of people are going to be... Going out to buy terabytes of storage, I presume, Black Friday. No more no more thumb drives available because everybody with Disney Plus is buying all of it. All of the hard drives so that they can have all this downloaded content available, which is nice. That means if you want to limit your internet access, you download the stuff to your drive and then it's just right there. And your kid's like, I want to watch Muggy Wuggy Buggy, which I'm sure is something coming to Disney Plus soon. And uh, you can pull out Muggy Buggy Wuggy on your on your uh, portable hard drive plug it in your computer and then and then enjoy the sounds of muggy buggy wuggy <laughs> so, so i should write it down muggy buggy wuggy uh for for all of you to enjoy the the wonderful muggy wuggy bugginess of it all <laughs> oh my goodness this podcast brought to you by muggy wuggy buggy uh, joseph also posted about cloak and dagger being canceled at freeform which probably ties in to uh, Danny's Jeff Loeb news, uh, Cloak and Dagger, the first two seasons were really good. That show, that show was edgy and dark and good, and really fit well into the Runaways universe. Of course, the actors that play Cloak and Dagger are going to be in Runaways season three, which I think is December thirteenth. I uh, may not have the actual day right, but right around there, around December thirteenth on Hulu. So yeah, we'll get to see them a little bit more. Maybe, maybe the way they tied them in means they just get to be on the runaway show and then it's, it's not a big deal, you know, because, uh, spoilers, I guess, but as of, as of the end of season two, they were leaving New Orleans and, and going off to other places. So maybe that's California with, uh, with the whole runaways gang tune in to the muggy wuggy buggy tie-in to find out uh cory posted it was just they did a teaser for into the spider verse 2 uh, it's literally just the miles Miranda, miles morales spider symbol spray painted and then 2022 and then all the weird like intro universe glitches and everything and it's so simple but i was like yeah here it comes 2022 into the spider verse and there'll be more news as it goes on but it's still 2019 so really we'll probably get a december of 2022 lots of time before then uh philip mcmirandis hey philip i don't know you but welcome to the laugh it up fuzzballs group if you've been there for a long time hey buddy if you just joined hey buddy but thanks for posting some news i really appreciated it and he posted about a life-size godzilla in a tokyo theme park uh, forgive my pronunciation there was a time where i spoke pretty decent japanese for for uh for a gaijin, but uh, it is the Nijijen Nomore Amusement Park in Awaji Island, Hyogo Prefecture. Uh, it's going to be 120 meters long. You're maybe even going to be ziplining into Godzilla's mouth, and you'll be shooting the cells inside his body. Uh, this entire thing is based off 2016 Shin Godzilla film, and uh, 
wow wow now i want to go to another theme park that is not universal or disney to uh, see the life-size godzilla <laughs> it's so cool it's really really cool and thanks philip for sharing that you can check out the article on laughing at fuzzballs plug 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 of course you can look it up on your own interwebs if you want steven like i said lots of people posting so my buddy steven posted uh, disney's pirates reboot is back with the new writer um, after Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick left the project, many thought the ship had sailed. Uh, but now the Chernobyl creator, Craig Mazin, will be working with longtime Pirates writer Ted Elliott for a new story. It is unclear whether Jack Sparrow is going to be involved at all since it, they do want to breathe new life into this. But I did hear a rumor of Karen Gillan being the lead. And now I'm all about the adventures of uh, the Red Pirate who formerly was the, the, the red-haired lady on sale at Pirates. And, and we wants the redhead. We wants the redhead. I think uh, that could be super cool. Uh, Karen Gillan has been kicking butt in the Jumanji movies and, of course, as Nebula on Guardians and in, in all the representations of Guardians in the MCU. So, yeah, Karen Gillan getting, getting to be a swashbuckling pirate lady wench person awesomeness in a new Pirates movie. That could be super, super duper cool. And they could also incorporate the little joke about the the redhead from Pirates. And uh, because now she's uh, an actual pirate in the ride, you can look up pictures of that. And actually a face character that wanders around Disney that little girls and little boys can take pictures with. Um, yes, I actually know somebody who is friends with Red. So it's, it's sort of cool. I think this could be... Really, really rad. Uh, my beloved Heather posted on Laugh at a Fuzzball. She does periodically, and she likes things on there. But she posted a picture of a surprise-looking little baby Wookiee Sean wearing the cutest Harry Potter Star Wars mashup onesie in the galaxy. Yes, Ryan, the people who gave him that are cool. And, and yes, fellow listeners, my son does wear all sorts of geeky stuff because I'm a cool dad who is sleep-deprived but loves geek stuff and wants my baby to have cool pics from when he was a wee little Wookiee. He has uh, Batman stuff. And shark stuff, and of course Chewbacca and Star Wars stuff, and then he has that really cool onesie. But of course, a lot of the really cool, cute newborn clothes that were given, we have to like do photo shoots with because uh, he's getting bigger. He's outgrowing the the newborn stuff. Alas, they get bigger, um, and sometimes they sleep. But over the last two nights, they really haven't. So if I sound tired, I apologize. But I'm trying to be as witty and energetic for you as possible. Uh, Roman posted the latest The Mandalorian trailer. And I'll tell you, friends, it's it's cool. I, there wasn't a lot of new stuff in the trailer, but but yeah, November twelfth is going to be here so so soon. It's it's the third of November, so nine days. Just remember, in two days to remember, remember the fifth of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. But then after you've done remembering the fifth, remember that in a week on November twelfth, the Mandalorian is going to drop, and you can watch that trailer online. It's Super duper cool. Uh, Miss Jen posted about Naomi Watts led Game of Thrones prequel axed after they did a pilot and then reshoots to, to do it. HBO was just like, no, we don't want to do it. Um, I actually didn't look up the story to see see too much about what a Naomi Watts Game of Thrones thing was. But uh, it's it's sort of it's sort of not crazy important news because they're actually me posting they they're taking up a prequel which is House of the Dragon for HBO. Um, so Naomi Watts it stinks she's a she's a great actress she's a very very pretty lady. Um, but yeah they're not they're they considered it and they're like no we're not going to do it and they need to be careful because you know season eight was not it was it was it didn't. 
yeah, there were there were issues <laughs> with with the thing for some of the fans. So now we gotta we get this uh, house of house of a dragon. I want to make sure I get it right. Yeah, house of the dragon. Uh, HBO taketh and, and then they giveth back since. Uh, this got a, a green lit for a full series of order. It's a House Targaryen store written by George R. R. Martin and Ryan Condal, based on Martin's Fire and Blood book, which I have not read. Uh, set 300 years before the water cooler show, which sparked both Fire and Blood. Uh, it's really interesting news. I'm down for the origins of House Targaryen, the early days of Westeros. Plus, rumor is this show is going to feature the Dance of Dragons Civil War, which is mentioned in the Game of Thrones books and in the show. Uh, also good news that Miguel Sapochnik, he of the Emmy Award winning Battle of the Bastards and also director of other shows and uh, our other episodes of the show, um, which most people consider really, really good episodes. He's going to be the showrunner along with writer Condal. Uh, and Condal apparently wrote prequel scripts two years ago, like five episodes of a prequel script that had to script a script that had to do with all of this. Um, lest we forget, there also was the news that there was like a total of five or six prequel shows that were in some stage of development. So with the Naomi Watts one canceled, there's still like four more possibilities or at least three more possibilities. And for sure, AT&T and HBO are committed to this franchise and we will just see news, but hopefully uh, they work this all out. And then when HBO max, you know, drops, they're going to want this to be, you know, the big show. This will be their Mandalorian, if you will, uh, when it comes out or HBO max may come out before and they're just like, get it now. And then eventually you'll get game of Thrones. We shall see. Um, other, all this other stuff on here is news that I put up, so we're sort of, sort of, kind of going over to other news. But the super cinema shenanigans started by Martin Scorsese and clickbait culture uh, continue. But thanks to John Favreau, who I like to think of as Johnny Fabs, uh, we got a classy way of responding to all of this. Um, also, shout out to Jen. She posted a really funny Orson Welles fake comments about a uh, about <laughs> superhero cinema, uh, and you can look online for. Many more comments. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola described uh, the Marvel movies as despicable. Uh, but I like Fav saying that everybody's entitled to their opinions, even his film heroes like uh, Coppola and Scorsese. Uh, but I, I do think I wanted to share James Gunn had what I thought was was the best response to this. He actually posted a really beautiful picture of Rocket Raccoon and Groot on his Instagram and then had this to say, I am going to quote him. Many of our grandfathers thought all gangster movies were the same, often calling them despicable. Some of our great-grandfathers thought the same of Westerns and believed the films of John Ford, Sam Peckinpah, and Sergio Leone were exactly the same. I remember a great-uncle to whom I was raving about Star Wars. He responded by saying, I saw that when it was called 2001, and boy, was it boring. Superheroes are simply today's gangsters, cowboys, outer space adventurers. Some superhero films are awful, like Joker. He didn't say that. That's my words. So going back to his quote, some superhero films are awful. Some are beautiful, like westerns and gangster movies. And before that, just movies. Not everyone will be able to appreciate them, even some geniuses. And that's okay. Heart. Heart. Uh, which he didn't say heart. He just put up the heart emoji. Uh, and and I think I, I don't think it could really be said better than that. Sorry. I know lots of people like Joker. I apologize. I shouldn't have said that. But uh, I just feel so passionate about these geeky things that I love. But really, with, uh, with James Gunn's quote, unless something crazy happens, I am done talking about superhero cinema. And I say it that way because superhero movies... Do belong in cinema, and I'm gonna let James Gunn and Johnny Favs drop the mic. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, even my opinion about the Joker movie. Uh, I also posted about Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer filming a, 
superhero movie called Thunder Force for Netflix. They are larger sized women, but they are beautiful larger sized women and women and men come in all shapes and sizes. And uh, I think this is really cool. The movie's currently shooting in Atlanta. Uh, it's in some form of production. There's images from the paparazzi of these lovely ladies in their super suits. Uh, ordinary sized women who get powers and then use them for good, I suppose. But uh, I think a superhero comedy could be fun. And I already do the Netflix, so why not Why not watch this? Written and directed by McCarthy's husband, Ben Falcone. I don't know much more, but we shall see in the future if this is good. I'm sure there'll be a trailer at some point. If they're already filming, then we're probably going to... This movie will come out next year. And uh, I hope it's good since I'm all about representation and funny things. Uh, of course, Corey said that because uh, her Melissa McCarthy's husband is doing it, it's not going to be good. Maybe this is his time to shine, Corey. We shall see. Also posted about a Superman and Lois TV series coming from Berlanti's Arrowverse with Tyler Hecklin and Elizabeth Tulloch returning to play uh, Superman and Lois. And I agree with Darian that it is weird that a Superman show is the spinoff in the Arrowverse. But ever since seeing Hecklin on the show, I've thought that I would like to see more from his portrayal of the Man of Steel. And if they're going to go with the married with the kid Clark and Lois, this could be so cool. I mean, spoilers for... Uh, for a big crossover that they did, but uh, uh, Tyler Hecklin and uh, and Lois left because Lois was pregnant. They 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 went off not to Candor, um, to uh, the Kryptonians, the Supergirl find that I can't think of the top of my head. They're hanging out with Wayne Zelensky, you know what I mean? But uh, uh, Lois is pregnant, and I think that could be really cool. Like bring bring John into the show, and uh, let's let's have some really rad married. Uh, Superman and Lois shenanigans. I'd like to see them as reporters for the Daily Planet. Uh, I want a great Caesar's ghost. I really, really want some Daily Planet interaction. Some, uh, well, I guess they can't do Jimmy Olsen since James is on Supergirl. But um, they, they can definitely have Perry White. And I hope they find a good actor to be Perry White. And uh, and stuff in Metropolis. And they can. there's so many different different things they can do from Superman's history that could be really fun and just hopefully my biggest hope is that you know the beauty of Supergirl um, has been that she wasn't in the shadow of Superman that she was her own hero and doing her own thing and hopefully them bringing a Superman showing doesn't actually end up overshadowing Supergirl hopefully both of them can exist and both of them can be awesome and of course I, I, I want to see more Superman and Supergirl interact they're cousins why not other news I posted on Laugh at a Fuzzballs Hocus Pocus 2 moving forward to Disney Plus with a uh, writer Jen D'Angelo. The goal is to bring back the original witches, and like I said, I sort of loathe that I'm so interested in this, but why not have more Halloween fun with Bette Midler, Jessica Sarah Parker, or just yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy? More zombie Billy and virgins lighting black candles, and seriously. Why not, since this will be for the streaming service and not the big screen. And if you already are doing the Disney Plus and you like the Hocus Pocus, then watch it. And if you don't like it, then don't watch it again. Sort of like I did with Joker. <laughs> I promise at some point I'm going to stop talking about that movie. Uh, I know a lot of people don't remember uh, the late 1970s Jim Henson puppet Christmas classic, but Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas is being redone by Flight of the Concord's Brett McKenzie. If you've never seen the original special, I implore you to seek it out for this holiday season. I actually looked it up on Amazon Prime. You can watch it for $2.99. You could buy a physical copy of it for like 7 bucks. Um, 
But uh, I hearing that the Oscar-winning musical dude behind the Man or Muppet song, yes, yes, a song about Am I a Man or a Muppet, won an Academy Award, and he's taking a swing at this classic to bring it to a whole new generation. I'm completely stoked. Also, um, posting this made me learn that you can write the abbreviation PWT on Facebook, but if you explain to someone that it means poor white trash, you will violate the community standards of Facebook, since those three words are apparently now hate speech. Oh, good to good to know that the white people are protected protected by Facebook. I, I'll tell you, I, I grew up poor, I grew up white, and uh, I'm not I'm not offended if somebody says you're poor white trash. You know what I mean? We had three generations of people living in one house. It's a whole lot of a wookie hair going on and we did the best that we could we, we tried really hard to be low middle class but you know it, it's difficult and life life is tough but um yeah, apparently don't say poor white trash on facebook i thankfully i didn't get blocked i just got told don't say it i was like hey look at the look at the comment and look at it again but apparently not but i did get to have some really good comments back and forth with my friend rachel finding another person that likes emmett otter's jug band christmas and uh, this is this is a movie that ended up at one of my work and in the break area we could watch movies and I, every time i went on break i hit play on this classic and it's one of those ones that's old and cheesy but the the otter family finds a way to make money for christmas it is being in a in a in a jug band competition and they have to go against some some wolves and the entire thing is very very poor white trash everything it's very hillbilly if you will and uh, i i'm interested in what brett mckenzie is going to bring to to this classic uh, i also posted the celebrity deep fake video from collider of george lucas reviewing the rise of skywalker trailer uh note there's also a mandalorian one online that you can watch they're both really really funny that deep fake technology is crazy the guy doing the uh the george lucas impersonation is just uncanny and apparently it's uh it's approved george lucas people that know him have said he's seen it and he thinks it's funny and uh also mark hamill you know thinks it's funny and i think i think that's really good but that's a really good segue yeah you can watch that celebrity deep fake deep fake video but what you can also do is now me watching rise of the skywalker for i don't even know i've probably watched it 10 times before this but you get to share this moment with me i'm gonna watch the rise of skywalker trailer you're gonna hear it on the background on my computer and i'm going to talk about it so we're starting off we get crickets and, uh, and and noises of a forest in the Lucasfilm limited title, and I think this is Endor. I really do think this is Endor. That is definitely a helmet reminiscent of what Leia wore. Background talking, uh, Finn, uh, Ray just jumpy jumping, and we saw her jumping in a ship for uh, Episode Seven. So why not? You get Finn uh, running through the forest lightsaber. A great resistance meeting with Mon Calamari and Lando, and then. There's Rose, oh, and yes, yes, the uh, the Tanta Four looking ship, and then the, the Death Star wreckage on the water planet. It's the ocean ocean moon of Endor. I don't know. And yes, yes, Kylo, you think to know? I don't know what this weird icicle planet is, but it's really interesting to me. You get the Ralph McQuarrie throne of some sort of Sith. Oh, I never knew I knew I needed a Star Destroyer coming up. Then that beautiful Armada shot with the Falcon and the Ghost. And yes, we like seeing all of our heroes. More lightsaber action. Explosions. 
Oh, some rickety ship on the ocean with the Death Star ruins. And then 3PO. I forget the name of the little guy that's the, the worker. But uh, Zori Bliss is quick in the shot. And uh, 3PO taking one last look at his friends. And this is where the Cats music starts in Danny's video. But Chewie roaring. I love this battle scene. Uh, the hug reusing that Leia footage. Which I hope there's so much Leia in this movie. BB-8. Droids. Sandy explosions. Woo! I agree, John Boyega. Lando with Chewie and a Y-Wing. And then Space Horses. May the Space Horse be with you. The story lives forever. That beautiful Death Star shot with Rey and Kylo exploding the, the Darth Vader shrine or whatever it is. And the Space Horses on a Star Destroyer. Presumably not in space because then the horses would be dead. And the Shadowy Cloak, which might be the Emperor. And then the best thing is Luke Skywalker saying, may the force be with you. And Leia saying, always. Oh, wow. I'm so super excited by this. And hopefully, uh, hopefully you, you liked me just like, it's like me, a sports announcing goal. I don't, <laughs> the Kings won last night. So maybe, maybe that has to do with it. Oh, it's, it's a, it's a good trailer. And it shows us what I like the most is it shows us absolutely nothing. Uh, so we really don't know what's going on other than maybe the Emperor's in there. Uh, I did have a joke with one of my friends about 3PO saying, saying goodbye one last time to my friends. And I'm like, didn't he just meet Zori Bliss and a lot of these characters? Like, wow, 3PO becomes friends really fast. Like, don't. Don't, don't mess around with 3PO's feelings because he gets attached, my friends. He gets very, very attached. But the trailer's, trailer's good. And uh, and I like it. And uh, you saw on Fuzzballs I did post it. It might actually be the ghost in the trailer. You can read that. Uh, episode 9 is going to be the longest Star Wars film. Uh, two and a half hours. I think it's two hours and 35 minutes. But yeah, lots of Star Wars. So J.J. Uh, Abrams giving himself a lot of time. But a reasonable amount of time to, to conclude this classic Skywalker saga. Uh, when, it, when it came out, the, the movie did set records uh, on not every, I think, uh, movie phone site or something. But it set records for pre-sales. It's really, really cool. And then uh, the Mandalorian trailer, I'm not going to make you listen to me watching it. But uh, I, I really think, uh, look outside. They're coming for you, Mandalorian. And he's like, yeah good and uh, I actually was listening to uh, to uh, Ralph Garman uh, if you don't listen to Ralph Garman he's uh, one of the best podcasts on there four years of listening to podcasts Ralph Garman is great but he did he played only the audio of the Mandalorian and uh, I was like man this this looks so freaking good and uh, in that in that vein oh actually I did it wrong I want you to just listen to the audio of this of this and no it's not going to be a good sound cut it's going to be me holding up the microphone to uh to my video but uh, i just want you to listen and see how cool this sounds here you go you ready let's go It is a shame that I didn't didn't play the entire thing for you. Hopefully, you got a little taste. Just like listen, like it sounds so good, and I, I would encourage you to go and watch the Mandalorian trailer. Like, just close your eyes and listen to how cool it sounds. And yes, I realize it's a trailer, 
But uh, I just, what a neat new way to like listen to trailers, just like closing your eyes and listening to it and seeing what you think. So uh, I figured I'd figure I'd share, share a little bit of that with you. Um, we can do some flavor of the geek, although there's not much news uh, other than the stuff that was there on uh, on the, the the fantabulous fuzzballs focus. There's a trailer for Bloodshot. Man, that Vin Diesel movie looks pretty good. I did not read the. I won't. I don't know anything about the Bloodshot comic at all. I know it's Valiant Comics, uh, but this trailer looks really cool. Although I would think it would look really cool even if I didn't know it, it was connected to a comic. I, I think it's a very neat sci-fi type idea it looks like classic vin diesel getting back to like his riddick days and uh actually i think i really really like that i like him getting away from the fast and the furious franchise and doing something along the lines of riddick and uh it looks really cool the trailer's rad there's some really cool effects and uh it's a it's a movie that i i think uh, i would definitely enjoy i think it's uh it's something to check out and this is me vamping because i actually didn't look when when the uh when the movie is going to be coming out, so I wanted to look it up real quick for you while I still can't remember uh, the actor who played Wayne Zielinski, and you can all be mad at me. You're like, it's Rick Moranis, you a-hole, yes, that uh, that just came to me, but February 21st, 2020 is when this Bloodshot movie's coming, and uh, basically a guy and his wife are murdered. And uh, this Marine gets resurrected by a team of scientists. He's getting nanotechnology in his blood, which makes him uh, a super-powered killing machine. And, uh, yeah, he, he needs to recall his former life, and he needs to not die, I suppose. <laughs> but he's going to get his face shot off at some point. So, yeah, he's doing semi-okay for himself. Don't you worry about him. He'll be okay. Uh, also, really good news if you're a Doctor Who fan. I know a lot of people are. I enjoy Doctor Who. I don't get deep, deep into... Um, into the the geekery about it but i have a lot of friends who do i think uh ryan actually has cosplayed as one of the doctors my mom's really crazy into it she goes to uh she goes to the the doctor who convention in la every year she's been doing it for like five or six years she's crazy her and her friend jen are really really into it if you're listening shout out mom i didn't do an impression of your voice you should be proud of me but um doctor who streaming on amazon prime so if you do amazon prime i think it used to be on netflix or hulu or one of those but now it's on amazon prime so if you need to get your uh, dose of doctor who that's what you need to do it's on amazon prime if you already have the membership it's just sitting there waiting for you friends for you to watch all that and uh, you could watch the, the episode my mom used to sort of get me interested i watched the first season with eccleston he's actually my favorite doctor and then uh, i've caught i've probably caught most of the episodes since then with david Tennant and matt smith but uh the one dinosaurs on a spaceship that's the episode i would i would recommend to uh just realize why the show's goofy and zany and fun uh actually one of my friends uh jaslyn put up a, a picture on the book of faces of a uh, really great uh weeping angel cosplay that now is on a mannequin in the house and then i was, I was teased i was now i'm worried about an angel becoming an angel and uh, she told me i didn't need to worry because her dogs are watching it but careful careful they're coming for you and don't blink watch doctor who um netflix is making an animated show based off the bone comic I have never personally read Jeff Smith's award-winning series, but this seems like a really interesting news. And just one more volley in the streaming wars of comic content finding homes, uh, in this case in Netflix, because they're all battling Netflix and Disney and HBO and CBS and Amazon and Apple. And uh, this this is good news if you do the Netflix. Uh, it's going to follow the iconic Bone Cousins on an adventure through a vast uncharted desert and into a mysterious valley filled with wonderful and terrifying creatures. Uh, I think this is really cool looking up the comic. You know, uh, Smith started it when he was 10 years old. 55 issues of the comic, 
won 10 Eisners, 11 Harvey Awards, means it's probably good. And hopefully they do a good job adapting this. If this is a comic that you're really into, good news for you. And then uh, just general excitement on my part. Uh, I'm really, I just realized the other last week that I'm getting really, really excited for the Black Widow movie that's coming out. I saw, I saw an article that was just like what we know about it. And I was like, man, this, uh, this movie really, really freaking has me excited. And I, I can't wait to see, see a trailer for it um it's going to be coming out may 1st of next year so i think that's that's really really cool news and i i want to see you know black widow and i want to see uh see yelena belova and i want to see um taskmaster and what else david harbour playing red guardian and i you know it's set after civil war and before infinity uh infinity war so uh, I just I think I think it could be really really cool, <coughs> and I've heard we're supposed to be getting a teaser trailer very very soon, and uh, I really can't wait to see it. So I guess this is just me saying let's hope for this uh, teaser trailer. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me, it's coming coming soon. I'm gonna have to take a little drink of Arnold Palmer. This podcast brought to you by Arnold Palmer. Sorry about that, friends. I just got a little tickle in my throat. Wouldn't go away, but I realized, you know, that happens when you've been talking for like over 44 minutes. And uh, I guess the only other thing, uh, did anybody see that Paul Rudd actually went out uh, for Halloween with his daughter? His daughter was dressed as Wasp. And uh, and you know, your dad your dad played Ant-Man, but you're, uh, you're dressed as Weird Al Yankovic. And then that led to a really uh, great tweet tweet from weird Al about his uh his ant-man <laughs> costume <laughs> uh i guess we can just transition real quick to a uh the small small screen star wars simpsons sci-fi superhero synopsis so uh anybody who's been listening since uh, all these shows started i'm not doing full-on breakdowns of every every one of these shows i'm actually just giving some general thoughts i am caught up on star wars supergirl batwoman Black Lightning, I finally caught up on The Flash, Arrow, and Watchmen. So uh, the latest episode, Star Wars Resistance, season two, episodes three and four, and uh, I'm digging it. I'm really, I'm enjoying the show. There are uh, some really weird stuff with a uh, giant alien manta ray, but you got to see uh, the pirates in action. There's the one pirate who wears the Imperial rank insignia on his sash, which really kills me. It's really hilarious. Uh and then you also get, you know, the Colossus is starving. Like, they're running out of food. They're running out of drinks. They're running out of, you know, they're going to run out of water. And uh, what that entails. And uh, they need to find food. And that's sort of sort of where the first episode is uh, Kaz joining the Aces. So you actually get a, get a lot of stuff for the Aces there. Um, and then uh, getting Yater being a leader and trying to train them. And then that's where you get the weird manta ray type creature which is gigantic and then of course if they can if they can kill it then they can get food and uh while i'm sure there are people that are like man they're just hunting animals this is bad now we should be teaching children and eh, it's they're 22 minute episodes and they're entertaining episodes three and four are really good supergirl season five episodes three and four supergirl is just really really hot damn enjoyable i really man it uh it's just a really freaking good show, and I like what they're doing with Lena, you know, with uh, with everything going on. I really, really enjoy what they're what they're getting down to. 
and uh, me and Heather watch this show and Batwoman every week. And uh, Blurred Lines was episode three. And uh, it's just really cool because they're doing stuff with John Jones and with his past as a Martian. And uh, there's a character from his past, which is very, very interesting. And then there's everything going on with uh, John, you know, Jimmy, John, James Olsen, Sister Nia dealing with the, the different waves that can help with, with dreaming. Uh, and then, of course, we we, we got Rudy himself <laughs> playing Pete Andrews. Oh, now I can't think of the name of the actor who plays Rudy. I am sorry, but I know he also plays Samwise Gamgee. So, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, people no longer have real names like Wayne Zielinski. They just are the, the pop culture characters that they play. Um, but there's a spider-like symbiote thing and then a Supergirl in Pants kicking butt. Um, and, uh, and then there's, there's interesting stuff for, for Kara and for Lena. And then in episode four in plain sight, it just, uh, it was really cool, you know, dealing with, uh, undercover reporters and, uh, you know, people needing help. And then, uh, what's going on with, uh, Brainy and Nia Neal. Um, and then, you know, new stuff for James Olsen. And uh, you get to see elements from his, not, you know, it's not a scene from his past, but you get more information revealed and more information revealed for the menace, which is uh, making John's life very interesting. And uh, that, that's, it's really, really cool. It is a, a very, very fun show. In uh, Batwoman season one, episodes three and four, Man, Batwoman is just a really, really good show, and it, I think it's finding its footing, and it's uh, now Cat Kane has the the red, the red cape or the red hair and the the red details on on the suit, and uh, I'm really enjoying Lucius Fox's son and and the different interactions between the two. I I like what's going on with Cat's family and her past. And, uh, you know, if you, if you like Hush, Thomas Elliott shows up in episode three, which was called Down, Down, Down. Um, and uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And Alice is still a menace and still messing around with stuff. Uh, Magpie shows up in episode four called Who Are You? So that was really cool. And uh, I, I, Blackgate Penitentiary shows up. And it, overall, it's just really really freaking cool these these dcw shows are highly enjoyable now i caught up on black lightning and that that was a show that I actually like after season two i was like you know maybe maybe i'm not gonna watch it and at first i thought uh i thought i just was not i was like you know what i'm just not gonna watch it and then i was like yeah you know let me let me go and friends season three is really really freaking good um the entire uh, arc that's going on right now is the book of occupation and of course they do like the chapter one chapter two chapter three um but, you know, the ASA has taken over Freeland. Freeland's on lockdown. There is the threat of the Markovians. And there's there's actual, like, Eastern European, Russian-style baddies. Agent Odell has a crazy, crazy, like, complicated character. Uh, Tobias Whale is still involved. All of the, the green light babies uh, in there and the pod kids. And, uh, and then Gamby doing stuff now... Uh, Nessa, instead of being Thunder, is a superhero called the Blackbird, you know, with their very own sort of like Underground Railroad uh, style stuff, trying to get get Greenlight Metas out of out of uh, Freeland. And, uh, you know, for a while, in like the first two to three episodes, Jefferson is in the ASA in their uh, in their secret bunker place. And then, you know, there's there's there are stakes. People definitely die. There are characters that come back where you're like, 
what the hell? And then like <laughs> some of the some of the deaths, you're just like, oh my goodness, this this show is going for it. And then there's there's contagion and and virus and uh, and Jennifer uh, really being called to like take care of all these people people. And then uh, Dr. Helga Jace is mentioned. Uh, there's a new meta called Cyclotronic at one point in it. I mean this this show's crazy. Uh, there's deaths. Grace comes back. Um, and, and there's, there's lots of death and wildness, but it's, it's really, really good. But at the same time, you also, you also get, um, his, his youngest daughter, like dealing with her powers and like trying to figure out what's going on, but also being a teenager in high school. And then of course, by episode four, you actually get Jefferson back to Garfield high, which is really, really cool. And then of course, um, there's also, uh, his best friend who was like a, a detective on the police force. Now he's the police chief and he's, he's dealing with like what essentially is martial law and you see stuff that is going on in Freeland. And, um, it's it's really really good and then people have to deal with you know how they feel does uh does do they are they okay with what's going on are they not okay with what's going on of course nessa is not okay jefferson's figuring out things and trying to uh trying to work work on all that um man Chris williams is so good as jefferson pierce as black lightning and uh, i i really really like that uh that uh actually i said jennifer when i was talking about his his wife and i actually meant lynn lynn is his wife jennifer is his daughter that's why i was actually confusing myself in my brain because i kept wanting to talk about his daughter jennifer but then i was like oh but that's the name of the mom why don't but i just messed that up his wife's name is lynn and she's dealing with uh, her research in the green light and helping people and then uh ghosts of jennifer's pass her back jennifer like i said is dealing with her powers there are other characters in the asa like I said, Gamby is figuring stuff out too. And uh, I, I really I like some of the tech that's being created. There's a new Black Lightning suit, which is so much better than the Black Lightning suit from the first two uh, two seasons. I like the different stuff that they're doing with Tobias Whale. Um, and I just really, really like this. I think uh, with the ASA taking over Freeland and the Markovian threat and everything going on and the big threat that is Odell, Black Lightning, is it's, it's back in action and it's totally worth watching. I've watched four episodes and friends I, I'm gonna keep going I really really dig this there's one more uh one more episode for the book of occupation but uh the four episodes episode one's uh, birth of the blackbird episode two is Miriam's Tazba there's yeah oh my goodness there's a, a poor green light girl who's a Muslim and uh oh there's there's so many like haunting stories uh episode three is Agent Odell's pipe dream and episode four was Lynn's Aurora Boris and uh, Black Lightning really really good and back the flash season six episodes three and four uh, episode three is dead man running man if uh, they're they're really going for it with uh with uh mohinder suresh <laughs> i i feel bad like once again with uh with me not not knowing the name names of characters and then just just going by it but uh let me see blood Bloodborne. I'm not. Oh, Sindil Ramamurthy is Ramsey Rosso. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, them them dealing with uh, this creation from uh from the villain and then and trying to stop him. Uh, and then Rosso is a very good character. Like, oh man, Ramamurthy is 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 doing a, a very very bang up job on another superhero show. Um, also a new Harrison Wells, who's like an, an Indiana Jones version, Harrison Nash Wells, which is really, really good. And a new substance called Eternium. 
and then Barry and Iris, you know, coming coming clean about what's what's going on with the upcoming crisis, and uh, and and Killer Frost having some great stuff. Episode four is there will be blood, and this is more dealing with uh, with Rosso and what is going on, and Ralph dealing with the upcoming crisis, and all the different characters just getting their little moments. McCulloch technology showing up, also a. Uh, cryptocurrency circuit and then uh, mention of the dominators from the original crossover um, and and some some really really good stuff I like the moments for for Barry and Cisco and their friendship and uh, and then more for the monitor and I really enjoy that the flash is uh, is so connected to uh, what's going on going on in the upcoming crisis and I think it's just really 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 enjoyable but you would think the flash would be the one that's the, the most connected to the upcoming crisis but you would be wrong because the the show that is the most connected is arrow season eight episodes one to three so episode one starling city it, ollie is working for the monitor it's just right out there uh, looking for dwarf star particles and on earth too so that means you get to see basically episode one is like everything from ollie's past with his mom and tommy merlin and uh and malcolm merlin and and his sister speedy and uh and everything and then at what well, you have everything going on earth too and of course you know canary and laurel uh they're also is uh like they take the story and they just connect it but you're like oh my god this is just a love letter to everything that's gone on in arrow but then at the end you're just like what the fuck is going on oh my god this is connected to crisis and then there's the concurrent story in the 2040 flash forwards which is connor hawk mia smoke uh his uh, arrow's son william zoe ramirez encountering a gang called the deathstroke gang who is led by Diggs' son john diggle jr jj and uh Episode two, you're like, well, how could they? How could they do more than just that? Well, they're not going to stay on on Earth two. They're gonna they're gonna go to Hong Kong. They're gonna talk about the Alpha and Omega virus. Uh, there's gonna be triads. There's gonna be Tatsu Yamashiro, uh, China White showing up, and uh, and then big big fights, big big fights going on, uh, and it's it's incredible. And of course, now you get a uh, you know John's wife showing up. So there's a little bit of Argus involvement. And then uh, you still have that 2040 story, uh, repairing a device that's going to say what the Destro Gang is about, and then big fights going on between the two. And then in episode three, Leap of Faith, it's Ollie going back to his Nanda Parbat. Uh, so you get Talia al Ghul, Thea showing up, Athena in the League of Assassins, and uh, them just trying to figure out uh, if, uh, if the Monitor is a good guy or not. It's, it's really just really really freaking good i don't i don't know how to say any more than that mar novu wow it's just incredible uh and i like the the flash forwards and of course all those flash forwards are going to lead to eventually there's going to be a canary show which is going to be all about the future and those characters some more for mia and connor and jj but um, i'm telling you inside these arrow shows there's stakes especially you know barry and and uh and ollie trying to figure out what's going to happen to them in the crisis but people die and there was actually a big death in episode three of arrow in the flash forward stuff where i was like what (laughs) okay and then of course it ends in a whole wild and wonky way that i won't spoil um, but all of those DCW shows are incredibly good. And the only other show to talk about, which is better than all of them, amazingly enough, is Watchmen. 
the, I don't know if it's season one or just Watchmen because I don't know if there will be more seasons. But Watchmen on HBO, I have seen the first and second episode. And holy hell, friends, Watchmen, so amazing. And Watchmen, so black. I'm a history major, so I really, really love when people can learn about history stuff. If you'd never heard of the Black Wall Street, the Black Wall Street Massacre in 1921, uh, Watchmen going to kick you right in your fields and let you know about some horrible uh, U.S. history, and this entire show is set in Tulsa. You know, 1921. You get to see this really awful, you know, race riot, and then and then you're going to go into the world of Watchmen. So this this isn't all those characters from the comic that you loved, uh, but it is the, what happens after after the ends of the events. There there's teledimensional squid, and and there are people who are racist who use a uh, Rorschach's mask as a uh, in their seventh cavalry. And all of the cops wear masks too, because there was a point where where cops were outed and killed. And there's uh, Sister Knight and Looking Glass, and uh, and then the you know you get a character a character named Judd, who is the chief of police. And the the actors that they they found for this show, it's just incredibly incredibly amazing and crazy. It's it's just Damon Lindelof. Wow, writing and directing. It's it's just incredible. Um, it including there's there's actually you know there's there's just connections to so many different stuff and the titles are so cool. Like episode one is it's summer and we're running out of ice. Episode two is Marshall feats a Comanche horsemanship that actually connects to a painting on a wall. Um, and then you get World War Two and leaflets dropped African American soldiers by the Germans. Uh, it's World War One, so it's not Nazis. It's just the Germans, uh, the Kaiserreich, if you will. Um, connections to the KKK, and then the mystery of the character played by Louis Gossett Jr., which I'm just like, heck yeah, that's really cool that Louis Louis Gossett Jr. is back. Regina King. Don Johnson is Judd Crawford. Tim Blake Nelson is Looking Glass. Yahya Abdul-Mateen, who you know from Aquaman movie, is Black Manta, plays Angela's husband. Um, there's a character called Red Scare, and then Panda, and then there's there's the the weird, possibly Ozymandias characters, played by Jeremy Irons. I think it is Adrian Veidt. Um, and then his, uh, his, you know, Mr. Phillips and Miss Crookshanks, uh, Tom Meissen from Sleepy Hollow fame. Uh, it just it's it's really really crazy, and and it's it's definitely in the world of Watchmen, but it's so much more than that. And there's there's action and, and so many little Easter eggs throughout the show um, that connect to the Watchmen world. Uh, there's even a little play of uh, Doctor Manhattan's origins, which is really interesting. Uh, and and nobody just like the Watchmen comic, the good guys aren't the good guys, the bad guys aren't the bad guys. Nobody's probably good or bad in this. You need to make up your opinion. But there, uh, it is a different world where Robert Redford has become the president after Richard Nixon, and reparations were made for some horrible things that happened in United States history. And uh, the cops have to hide their faces because there are baddies out there that go to get them. But in a world of masks, you can't trust people that are wearing masks. And uh, man, it this entire thing is just so good. Uh, most of the episodes written by Damon Lindelof. It's going to be nine episodes on HBO. And friends, if you're not watching Watchmen now, you you need to you need to watch it because it's really really freaking good. And uh, I'm not going to say anything more because I don't want to spoil it. But friends, that uh that wraps up this episode of Laughing Up Fuzzball. 
I think uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. And amazingly, I somehow got to an hour. <laughs> I was like, wow, is it going to be another 30-minute episode? I guess not. Congratulations on completing. You know uh, you know, you can always contact me, Twitter and Instagrams at Wookie Riot. Uh, the email for the show is laughitupfuzzballpodcast at gmail.com. Facebook group. Uh, the Facebook group number is one eight seven nine five zero five three three five six two six zero nine three, or just type in "laugh it up fuzzballs" and ask to join. There's so many people posting really great news stories that really makes me happy in my heart. Uh, you, the podcast is available wherever podcasts are, but Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify. Um, I think iHeartRadio even has it or any of the apps that poll. Do your thing so I can do mine, but really, if you want to go on Apple Podcasts and drop a rating, that would be wonderful. Drop a five-star rating. That would make me really, really happy. Uh, thank you for being part of the hilarity. Thank you thank you for just being you. Share this with your friends or just keep it as your own little dirty secret. <laughs> I don't know why it'd be a dirty secret, but yeah, thank you for being a part of uh, all this geekdom. There's a plethora of ways to reach me or comment about the show, so do it if you want. I, I always look forward to people's thoughts, comments, cussing, and discussing. Uh, may the Force be with us all. I am one with the Force. The Force is with me. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for being classy. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Don't forget the 5th of November. Don't forget the Mandalorian on the 12th. And just don't forget to come back next week where there'll be more stuff. I think uh, I think we might actually be having another uh, way back episode. But uh, to be continued, we shall see. I only did one last month, so I get one this month. I might actually do it for all the crazy work stuff. But I appreciate you. So thanks. I'll catch you on the flip side. TTFN. Wookie out.